For breaking soccer news For insight that excels For expert analytics You better go somewhere else Portland Betting Soccer Podcast Enjoy it now Cause it probably won't last Patches, poop, they cover it all They'll discuss everything except football Portland Betting Soccer Podcast Fine, guys. Well, Gavin sucks. To episode 40, season two, episode 15, if you're counting, of the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast, presented by Everett Enterprises, who presents Audi MLS Cup playoffs, presented by Audi Goals Drive Progress and Butt Stuff Preview Presentation. Yay! I am Jonathan Everett, coming to you pre recorded from Northeast Portland. Hey, Randy, also in Northeast Portland. I, too, am Jonathan Everett, coming from Northeast Portland. Greg and Goose Hollow, don't worry, Randy. I'm not saying anything vulgar this time. Excellent. Boners. (laughs) 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 Sorry, Greg, I made that hard for you. You got to cut that and put that at the end of the tape. Uh, you done cackling sorry everybody done cackling all right hey what's coming up this episode somebody asked i'm sure uh we're gonna talk about decision day outcomes we're gonna go over the briefly go over the our last three matches, I guess, a um, little bit of a playoff preview. And then later on, we're going to be joined by someone with special insider knowledge on the concession boycott and its effectiveness. And uh, that's going to be interesting. So stay tuned. This is future Greg from the editing room. The interview Randy just referenced ended up being over an hour long. So rather than give you guys a two and a half hour long episode, we decided to split it up into two separate ones. So stay tuned for the interview to be released as a standalone episode in a week or two. Back to the show. Stay tuned. Uh, do we really need to talk about RSL? I Yeah, just for a I mean, quick second. Just say, hey, we beat RSL. Hey, we beat RSL. Yeah, we beat, <laughs> I, I think a sweep, right? That was a sweep. I believe so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, I think the thing to talk about during the RSL match was that again, Sebastian Blanco was the creative machine behind the entire attack and directly responsible or had a part in all three goals. All right, I cannot remember that match. That's how long ago it was. Decision day, 3-0 win against Austin, uh, though it decided nothing for us because we already locked up fourth place. That is so not true. That is true. That is and not true. We only finished yeah. in fourth. No. Yes, we... it is true. You are wrong. We could only finish in fourth. Oh, my no, God. That... I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about the playoffs. So yes. uh, you are correct in that we could not have done better or worse than fourth, but by winning and two results going in our favor on the East Coast, if by chance we make the uh, the final and any other team other than New England 
makes the final, then that game will be played in Providence Park. Okay, I'll give That's you that true. much. Uh, Nashville was the team that we were had to worry about, I think, right? Was no, it was Nashville versus Red Bull New York, and then Philadelphia versus New York City FC. And if Philadelphia won, they would have had a better record. And if Nashville won, they would have had a better record. So we yeah. got two results that we needed. And that was one of the things that they said after the game in RSL uh, when Blanco was doing an interview, which was, yes. you've locked up. You know, you're there. you guys going to take it easy? And he's like, no, we want to play a final here in Portland. So yeah. it makes me happy the players are thinking about that. that was I think I have the, Nashville going all the way. That was the right answer that he gave to that question. And I believe that he means it, too. Oh, yeah. He doesn't mess around unless he's talking about, uh, unless he's goofing off in the Actually, he messes around a lot. <laughs> it is Instagram. So, Greg, sorry, back to your incorrect point. Go on. Yeah, fine. I'll let you have that one. As far as our playing Atlanta, or Atlanta Austin, uh, it really mattered mostly for our pride to not get swept by an expansion team who finished dead last, second to last? Second, second to last, last, I think. Um, the MLS newsletter that goes out like every week or whatever, they, they called... Austin, the scariest team in MLS, and then in parentheses, to Portland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they, I saw that. That was pretty funny. Yeah. They made us look like Fat Bowl the times they played us before, and we looked uninspired and everything else. And again, as we've been saying the last few episodes, Sebastian Blanco just – uh, he commands so much respect from opponents that when he gets the ball, like a lot of other like players, they rush and press immediately as soon as they lose possession. And Blanco, they just know they can't do that because he's got just enough speed and tricks to get around him. So they give him a second to see what happens. And again, he just commands the entire um, tempo of the Timbers attack. Yeah. So I don't think we need to linger on the match too long. It felt good. It felt great. But one thing I do want to say is, what did you guys think of Mourinho? I'm falling in love. Yeah. I... How many touches did he get right outside the six-yard box and almost came together for him? Yeah. He's he's good on – he does a lot of good work on defense. Um, and he hustles his butt off. But on offense, he's kind of like regular season – old regular season Espria. He he gets all these breakaways or he gets himself in these great positions and then he just kind of hangs on to it for too long or, or flubs. So he's playing the same position that we originally brought Blanco on to play in 2017. Do you guys remember Blanco's debut MLS season? I really don't. Exactly. You don't remember because Blanco, it took him like a year and a half to settle in. And yeah. I'm seeing a lot of the raw talent and core skills and hunger in Mourinho that Blanco had, and I think he's going to break out. Maybe not this in the playoffs, maybe next season, but I think he's going to be really freaking good for us. I mean, he, he yeah. definitely gets better. This is this sounds really dumb. He gets better the more he plays. He, the more playing time he gets for us, <laughs> the better he does. He does. from our <laughs> announcer, Randall Kilbag. <laughs> He's not good. He's not good in a substitute situation because um, he just spazzes out for like the first fifteen minutes while he's on field. 
I think he's going to be settled. I, Greg, I completely agree with you watching him hustle after every ball and he just needs that final touch to turn it into goals. And I think it's a matter of just being comfortable in Portland and getting settled. And I think for next season, we are in for a very big uh, surprise. And his work rate's I, great. Who is, we brought him in to replace the guy that, that uh, Ishmael. Larry. No, we brought him in to replace <laughs> Ish. That, uh, yeah, right? Do they play the same position? I so think so, ready. but I don't think it was a straight one-for-one one replacement. I think we had already been courting him uh, okay. before but Joan got hurt. I just kind of assumed that we were courting one or the other, and we made a decision, or that's the only one that came through. And then when he got injured and was out for the rest of the season, we tried to get the other guy too. Um, speaking of Diego Valeri, uh, was that his last regular season home appearance for us? If so... He was not very good this game. He was not good. And it pains me to say that. He hasn't been good most of the season. That's not true. It is true. Eh, it, it is, is pretty not true. true. He's been varying degrees of okay throughout the season, but not at all like he was even last season. It's been a step backward across the board. I still, I, yeah, I think next season is going to be his last season, but he's I, not going to play. He's going to play maybe one or two games, and it'll just be like a farewell season for him. I mean, that's what this season has been. I mean, I guess he's After we win early, the cup this year, early, what, what? Early on. Um, but he hasn't really played a lot. Um, barely played a lot. In fact, I think it's been kind of a dick move from Gio not to sub him in on a bunch of occasions. Because he said he wasn't next good. Season. Well, he's not. Well, I said he wasn't good this game. He was pretty bad. Um, but when he came into us in, into the Vancouver match that we lost, he was the only guy that was able to, to create any chances, and he almost scored like a an amazing goal um, when we were down. He he was the only guy that was actually any good. At, you know, after we went down three zero, three to two. I mean. <sighs> I am high on Diego Valeri. I can't wait to see whatever statue they create for him when he when he hangs up. But I honestly don't think he's going to be in any type of starting lineup for next year. He's barely making the bench as it is now, and I hope they they give him a curtain call in in the playoffs against Minnesota, depending on the score. But. I really can't imagine he's got much of a future left in Portland in terms of a playing career. I I completely agree with you. Um, I I do think that I see it, but I do think that he will be playing one or two games next season and that'll be his final season. This, this they'll let him play if it's coming down to it in the playoffs. Like, you know, if it's sort of we're secured. Yeah. Like we've set up to replace him already. That's exactly what, uh, Mourinho is. I don't think he's coming back next year. Where do you think he would go? Uh, he's retiring. If so you think he's retiring at the end of the season? Yes. Okay. If we win, if we win the cup, he'll retire. Hold on. I have this is a real question. If he wasn't coming back, wouldn't he have said goodbye? Uh, like Wando did? No, not necessarily. Because Wando's season's over. That's fair. So Valeri still has a game to play for sure, at least one more. And so maybe he says goodbye at the end of that game if they don't make it. And also, he's so um, 
sort of humble or whatever, I, I would I could see him possibly not making a big big deal about it and just you know like doing a who who else did that shit? Who was the guy that retired from the Red Bulls that just sort of just like don't pay any attention to me? I'm retiring and then and never made an announcement. Thierry Henry, yeah, Diego. Well, I wouldn't call retiring from MLS when you're Thierry Henry. Retiring. <laughs> Diego freaking Valeri is not retiring without standing up on the main stage in front of the Timbers army. And yeah, you're probably right. Goodbye. You're probably right about that. So maybe he still announces his retirement um, during this postseason, and they do like a special event for him at Providence Park where the army goes. I just think it's strange. If, I mean, there were definitely games that he could have come in, games when we were really far ahead that he, you know, they could have subbed him in, or games when they, he could have made a difference, and they just didn't use him at all, which is completely bizarre to me. You really like him a lot to put the Timbers game at risk. I well, that's <laughs> well. Why why did they resign him then? Why did they resign him if they weren't going to use him at all? And, I think, and, that, and if we made the decision to like, oh, you know, they didn't sit Blanco or they didn't sit Bravo after he gave up two consecutive PKs and games. They didn't sit. Um, I guess they did sit uh, Van Rankin that after he gave up two consecutive ones. So it's not like he costs us any games. And he's had he's had good games for he's had good moments for us, but he just he can't. He's be. had good moments. He hasn't had good games. And there was that match earlier in the season when we played against Philadelphia and he looked like an absolute shell of his former self. His, the problem is he can't run anymore. And we talked yeah. about this before in the podcast. He's not yeah, fast. Yeah. He has no more speed left to give. And he used to be able to rely on, you know, tricks and, you know, footwork and, and vision. And he just in all those matches leading up to his eventual going to the bench as opposed to being a starter – uh, it, it got progressively worse. So we lost some pretty serious games that if you go back and look at all the individual mistakes and we can blame a bunch of different players for a bunch of those different games, but uh, he, he was directly responsible for that early Philadelphia shellacking uh, in terms of not being able to create anything offensively. Uh, I guess, but that doesn't, that doesn't excuse the fact that they ran roughshod over us. Yeah, so Randy's he's not, a he's a he's a Diego Valeri bootlicker. He's not. Uh, I mean, that doesn't mean just because he didn't do a great job on offense doesn't mean that our you know our defense is not to blame for that. Not defending defense. Our defense has been horrendous this year, and it feels like they finally got some shit figured out. But uh, Randy. I'm looking at the stats right now for Diego Valeri, and this year he has two goals and three assists. He's barely played. So that's a very interesting point. So if you go to 2020, um, so this year he's played 1,224 minutes, and last year he's he played 1,628 minutes. So not that big of a difference. And last year he had eight goals and seven assists. So okay. more than double the performance. Where are those where are those minutes? Most of those minutes came at the beginning of the season and when the whole team was shitty. So mm. are you wearing a Diego Larry jersey to bed right now? No. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't know what I'm trying to I don't know what you're what's the opposite of a hard on? 
you have a hard on against <laughs> I, soft, Diego soft. Valerio. A whiz, you have a whiskey <laughs> dick for Diego. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I love Diego Valeri. He is. I don't think arguably one of the greatest players that played in MLS, and he's got a, a a future at the team should he choose to want to do it. He's just not the player that he was, and he's not good enough to to play in games in MLS. Now I hope that he proves me wrong in the playoffs and gets to come in and make a huge impact, but he just hasn't done it. But he also uh, doesn't have to prove anyone anything anymore. He's proven, and he's just getting older. Let him. Uh, I mean, he, yeah. The only out. thing he has to prove is that he still belongs on the field. Is is what he has to prove. Um, I don't. I, uh, okay, I guess I'm just got. I've got nostalgia, and I'm refusing to let go. That's. I understand. That's the same way I feel about Ridgewell. Greatest defender that's ever played in Major League Soccer. <laughs> ah, shit. He's so okay. dreamy. Let's, um, we're not going to get anywhere else with this. Let's go Brought on. to you by Thomas Royal. Yeah. <laughs> Is he still doing Thomas Royal? All right. Did anyone else keep track of what was going on in the West throughout the match, like on decision day? Oh, it's too. it was too hard to. I mean, it was such a complicated thing. They put to. up that they put up that table on the on the jumbotron at halftime, right? And the results seem to be changing every ten or fifteen minutes. Yeah, you want to talk about one specific result that I thought was very interesting? RSL made made it. Ooh, and I, I think I I think I called that in our in one of our off off the air discussions. You called that. You're right. I was wrong. I will eat. A shit sandwich on that. I mean, that's a bit much. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think you need a shit sandwich on, on that bet. Um, so the really interesting thing about that one was RSL getting a win and the Galaxy getting a draw is what knocked the Galaxy out of the playoffs. Yeah. That is my favorite uh, thing ever, that Chicharito is not going to be in the playoffs. He's the greatest Vela. <laughs> also, Vela, too. Um, that that's my favorite thing is that neither of those teams are in the playoffs. Oh, both the LA teams. Yeah, and yeah. In fact, I, no team from California is in the playoffs or Texas. Yeah. Do you guys you seen that meme that's going around? It's like the the three headed dragon and like the the two outside ones are like totally goofy faces, and the middle one looks serious, and the the one on the the left goofy faces California teams, the right goofy faces Texas teams, and then the middle is like the rest of the Western Conference. <laughs> yeah. I So I was listening to some uh, to Grant Wall and to the MLS podcast. I forget what it's called, but they were all saying interesting things like, is that mean, is that it for Bob Bradley? In terms of LAFC, will they, you know, re-up his contract because his contract expires at the end of this season, but he didn't make the playoffs. And, you know, the uninformed opinion for me was like, yeah, they'll never renew him. Why would they do that? They they couldn't even make it. And then when I listened to other people who were much more in tune with what was going on, he's done apparently in a really amazing job making the CCL final um uh other playoffs each year and to be an expansion team so apparently he's done a remarkably good job it just sucks for them this year and they said they had a ton of injuries on all their main players but uh, anyone want to take a bet <laughs> you think they renew them or no i think they will yeah they will i think they will just because so many teams are looking for head coaches uh 
the coach market's going to be a little thin. Yeah, he'll get a job any second if they don't renew him. But I again, I was if, very if happy. If they don't make it next year, they won't. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. Uh, I was very happy though that LA Galaxy didn't make it. Although I would have enjoyed them making the playoffs or us playing against RSL in the first round. I really don't want to do Minnesota, but we can talk about that later. But just, it was a fun, it was a fun decision day for other teams. Yeah, it was, it was, um, I was trying to, I had like 12 different windows open on before that match, trying to look at everybody who they were playing and trying to figure out what, what the best case scenario for us was in all these outcomes. Um, I think I would prefer to not be playing Minnesota too, but uh, I think it worked out pretty well for us. I think at the end of this podcast, you will feel better about playing Minnesota. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Espria, supporters player of the year. Uh, I don't, I mean, Jonathan said that this podcast supports him. Uh, to win that this year. I'm not saying that we were the catalyst to make that happen, <laughs> but I'm not saying we weren't. We, we had a lot of influence. Jonathan's been a huge Diron supporter the entire time he's been on the team. So Yeah. I, I've never cheered for another player or rooted for them so hard from the, the soul uh, other than for Diron. And um, that time, even go, I would, wouldn't, didn't we go to T2 games just to watch him? <laughs> Yeah, that time that Dyron walked slowly off the piss was just so that he could like have a longer applause from Jonathan on the sidelines. No, he was, don't you remember? Yeah, he still hates him for that. Oh, I do. God damn it! It was so <laughs> awful. But I will say, get over it. Yeah, he has set the stage. You have never to, forgive him. When you I, have to explain a, a inside podcast joke <laughs> to a guy on the podcast, yes, that's why we're talking about Dyron because Jonathan used to hate him. I know. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan still hates him. He was talking shit on him the other night. Yeah. I, yeah, whatever, dude. He's, he's had a really good season. He's completely earned supporters player of the year. He had that crazy ass goal that I miss in, 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 uh, in real time. And I, I think that was, uh, it's good for him, and I mean, he's had a dog shit year personally with you know his dad, and every time he was scoring a goal, he was showing the picture. But yeah, man, that slow walk off the pitch, get fucked, man. That was not cool, <laughs> and I, uh, that was that was a heartbreaker for me in the moment because I loved him leading up to that, and then it was just all about him and not about the team. And, and the, but you're such a hypocrite, man. You don't you don't. You didn't feel that way about Ridgewell when he boring. No one can hear you, Randy. Sorry, what did you say? (laughs) 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 Boo, Randy. Boo. Is that why you left the Austin? Is that why you left the Austin match early? Was so you didn't have to see him receive that belt (laughs) from the TA? Yeah, I did not want to leave the Austin match early, but uh, home boss had to get to the airport, so. I left it just when they subbed in Valeri, and apparently I missed his excellent performance, according to Randy. And uh, and I took Brianna to the airport, came home and fed the dogs, and then I went back down downtown, and I met Greg for some beverages. So he he's not your players of the year, Jonathan. No, I voted for him. You're here still hold. You're still holding that grudge. Okay, good. 
No, he he legit earned it this year. And again, he was the most productive goal scorer and he scored amazing, consistent goals. And to top it all off with that, you know, bicycle kick is is definitely and he should have gotten like, I don't know, like like most improved player of the year or something as well, because, again, uh, periphery bench player scores like one or two cool goals in a playoff and then that's it. And this year just he, he, was, he was damn good. Is that bike going to win MLS goal of the year? Sure. It has to, right? Yeah, it probably so. has to. I mean, I mean that was a, that was big even in other countries. I'm going to I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say that wins goal of the year. Yeah. That's cool. It was again self-created. That's like one of the things was the hustle. So he still ran even when it was clear he wasn't going to get it. He had the opportunity, grabbed it, pulled the fancy ass trick and then you're like damn dude well done yeah was it for the past like three seasons every time he has the ball i scream bicycle kick yes because he always it, tries them yeah he always has been trying them since the one time he did it in um oh shit i was at that game with rocky at um the t2 game the t2 game yeah <laughs> and we were just like standing right there when it happened it was so funny and since then whenever that game was Every time. Apparently, he tries them all the time in practice, too. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he's clearly good at them. That's that's not the first one he scored. He had a screamer of a bicycle kick in, in T2. He said two, I, I believe, and he had yeah. one home and one away. So, but yeah, good for him. Dyron, I hope you show up for the playoffs like you do pretty much every year. And speaking of the playoffs, the Audi MLS Cup 2021 preview presented by PBSP, presented by Butt Stuff. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Randy. Uh, let's talk about the matchups that are uh, in the Western Conference. So uh, on the 20th of November, we have Sporting Kansas City against Vancouver. On the 21st, we have Portland versus Minnesota. And on the 23rd, we have Seattle versus R. S L. So, I have Seattle taking it all. <laughs> you look like a third different team you said on this podcast recording alone. <laughs> Sports. <laughs> uh, I did make predictions because we were sharing them with each other on the internet, <laughs> and I am trying to find what I chose because I feel like I am already going to change everything I picked, but. Here are my here are my predictions. I think Portland beats Minnesota. I think Sporting Kansas City beats Vancouver, and I think Seattle beats RSL. Seattle's run of form has been pretty crappy. They've lost the last six games. Is that true? That's not true. No, yeah. it's not true. It's, it's completely not, true. It's not true. They didn't lose the last game they played. That was a draw. What are you talking about? I think didn't did Josh mean to say they haven't won the last six games? They haven't. Yeah, sorry, they haven't won the last six games. <laughs> now that I'm looking at scores, yeah, soccer podcasts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, soccer. They are in the last ten games. They have four wins, three losses, and three draws. And if you go back just the last six games, it's win, draw, loss, loss, draw, draw. Their run of form is is their form is crap right now. Um, Vancouver is 
actually we have almost the same as Vancouver, except they have where we have a couple. No, we don't. They have Vancouver is actually the hottest team right now. You said Vancouver is the hottest team right now. Yeah, I mean, as far as run of form is. Oh, quick tangent. We can jump back. Uh, I read something that we set a record for most wins in a in a season. In our a Timbers record. Right. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's that's odd. <laughs> that's we have just, a weird. I'm looking at a weird record that we have without Blanco. Our record is three seven and zero with a negative eight goal differential, and with him we're fourteen six and four with a plus twelve goal differential. That's, not at all surprised. That's, those are called stats, not a record. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll just see you guys later. Yeah. Greg's talking like, about a team record. We have a team, uh, the team record for the most wins in any season. Most wins and the highest points total, and the most people abused by Gavin. <laughs> it did not feel like that. It did not. You're right. It did not at all. No, and that's so funny because if 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 I go back and honestly reflect on this season and our episodes of this podcast, um, I was very downtrodden upon our uh, ability and uh, everything. And then when you go back through and you just look at it historically, the fact that it's like the the best performance of a regular season. It's super weird because we had we had really bad stretches. I mean, we had at least at least two three game losing streaks, right? Was that when Valeri was starting, Randy? <laughs> <laughs> no, as a matter of fact, our last three game losing streak did not have Valeri starting. No, it had uh, they're not Jimmy called games, starting. Randy. They're called matches. <laughs> a couple of them had Jimmy started, which we learned they're last. Called- Fixtures, yeah, which, fixtures. <laughs> which we learned on the last episode that Jimmy is not an effective number 10. Uh, but he's a good, he's good on the wing soccer IQ, but he's increasing. good on the wing. <laughs> um, yeah, How, how's Minnesota looking lately? Uh, mediocre draw, win, loss, draw, win, win. That's going in reverse chronological order. So they're not they're not doing so hot either. So I guess I'm the only one who said my prediction. Does anyone else want to do theirs before we? What was your? Did you give everybody the? Did you go through all all the matches? Uh, for the West, not the East. Mine are, I think. Um, well, I said Minnesota because I was just fucking around, but I really think we're gonna beat Minnesota. I have Sporting, KC, and um, Seattle. Ooh, good choices. That's those are my. That's yes, I think the same as you. I have. Um, I can't just got to scroll past Boomer Punk image images from <laughs> Greg. <laughs> I have so I have uh, Portland and Seattle moving on, but I will say that. Um, uh, so yeah, Portland, Vancouver, and Seattle moving on. So I you have. think Cascadia is going to sweep the first round? I do. I have uh, Portland and Vancouver in the final. I'm sorry. Yeah, in Portland the, and Vancouver in the conference, in the final? Fi- the conference <laughs> final. Yeah. So let's go. Let's go to the first round. And what are your predictions? Okay. So we're going to beat Minnesota. Vancouver's going to beat Sporting Kansas City because man, their coach is a baller. Um, he is hilarious. And uh, Seattle's going to beat RSL. 
and then they're going to turn around and lose to Vancouver, and then we're going to beat Colorado somehow. Wow, you you went like full into it, um, which I respect, Randy. That means you have initiative and drive. <laughs> <laughs> you get like, that fifteen cent raise. Yeah, yeah. It's like imagine if there was a whole plate of steak, and then you just ate the whole thing in one bite. That was, that was uh, the, and over, the lettuce underneath. I over, overstepped my boundaries. I'm sorry. <laughs> I no, I, I think that's cool. I, um, is there anyone here who hasn't chosen Portland to win it all? I didn't, but I was also being a Josh, sort of fucking around. Yeah, but I am a little worried about us against Colorado. Okay, well, well Greg, why why am I going to feel better about our chances against Minnesota? All right. Cool. Here we go. So first of all, we are playing Minnesota at home, Providence Park. Minnesota's away form this season has been three, seven and seven. So not a strong away team. That's first and foremost. But second of all, did I any of you guys watch the match highlights of when we played Minnesota earlier in the year? Yeah, I yeah. watched I watched them beat us at home. Yeah. OK. <laughs> did you have any big takeaways from watching either of those? Uh, I mean, I feel like you're leading us to an answer, Greg. I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a roller coaster. Ride. Big, I'm really big, excited. Big takeaway was that for some reason we consistently like to lose to Minnesota, and it's I, not just this season. I believe the reason <laughs> we lost to them both time was personnel issues. Uh, Blanco did not play in either of those matches. Okay. And Blanco's been a friggin' beast. Yep. Uh, on the match, we gave up two goals. Ivicic was our keeper. And even if you go back to the first match, Steve Clark kept it from being like three or four nil. Right. By being absolutely amazing. Right. Um, also, like, I would pin at least one of those goals against us on Zuperic, which we've talked about him kind of being up and down all season long. He's in great form right now. You guys oh my God. see him at uh, Austin? Yeah, I wanted. To, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, he kind of pulled a, a Ridgewell move. Um, that time, you know, the first time I think was the first goal that Ridgewell scored, where he just got tired, like he was in the back and nothing was going on. He's just like, I'm sick of this, and he took the goal. He took the ball all the way up to the box and shot. <laughs> yep. Uh, Superich did the same thing. I mean, he didn't score the goal, but he was just like screwing around. Then he's like, screw this. And he just took the ball and kept going and kept going. And he was all of a sudden, he was inside the box. We're like, what are you doing, dude? You're the center back. That was great. <laughs> yep. So that game, first bro. match against Minnesota, we had J-Bo up top as striker. And if you guys remember, early in the season, we talked about it on the pod. J-Bo he was, was off. off. He yeah. was looking himself. Uh, we've got Mora and Nizgoda right now. Mora's our top striker, and Nizgoda has like a 90% conversion rate or something like that at this point. And against Austin, he scored with his tits. I'll just say that was kind of cool. <laughs> Dude, that Every was... Time he... Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, he did score with his tits, and that's pretty rad. I am intrigued to hear more, and one of the things I would say is uh besides needs to go to his boobies um the one of the players that was playing for minnesota who had played well historically against the timbers 
was their young designated player, Tommy Chacone. And he looked like the one who is half the size of Jimmy Chara uh, on the field. And I had was like, why was he not like, I haven't heard anything of him. And I just checked. It's because he's on loan at Liverpool. So that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I think a lot of our issues with him earlier in the year were personnel issues and a little bit of early season form issues. Um, yeah, we had the three game losing streak recently, but I, I think that was an outlier. Uh, my bottom line for this whole thing is just whose big players show up and deliver. Do our does does Zuberish stay strong? Does he lock down the back line? Does Blanco show up? And could, anyone know about Blanco what's going things? on with his back after that little fall and holding on to his back? <sighs> that was scary. I was terrified, but I think he was acting. Yeah, I think so too. Um, okay. I, late breaking news. Polish for boobs is Sitsky. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's awesome. Uh, Thank you, uh, Nizgoda. That was beautiful with your Sitskis. So yeah, I think this match will come down to either whose back line will hold the longest, or who just has enough firepower to make up for the miscues. So I have... A question about the back line in preparation for this match. So clearly they rested Bravo for the last game and uh, with the idea of keeping him fresh for the playoffs, assuming he's not injured. Clearly Zuprich uh, will also uh, be a starter. Who is his center back pairing? Is it Mabiala or is it Bill Tuiloma? Mabiala. Tuiloma. Ooh, Randy. Um, I gotta assume Gio's first choice is probably always Mabiala, yeah. even though I don't necessarily agree with that. But um, I'm gonna say he's probably gonna pick Mabiala. Yeah, I don't think that's the right choice. I just think that's Gio's choice. Yeah. I honestly think I'm gonna go with Josh, and I think he is going to pick Tuiloma for the starting. Um, pairing i i love bill do you think he knows the guys from flight of the concords probably <laughs> there's only like 20 people in new zealand do you know Ty- <laughs> does he know taiko ytt probably also yeah and like what we do in the shadows and all that stuff yeah that should be our our goals to get him on the podcast to talk about new cultural new zealand cultural references bill or jackie daytona <laughs> either of those guys probably have a better shot at getting bill on them yeah that's true greg if i heard correctly you think bravo zuperich mabiala and van rankin has greg ever been right no <laughs> uh yeah i think that's gonna be it i think so too and then me and josh think mob not mabiala but tui loma the reason I took a second to answer wasn't question between Larry or Bill. It was Bravo or Bonilla for me. Ah. I lingered oh. for a second that he might bring Pablo Bonilla back. Pablo uh, Bonilla has looked good. I wouldn't be mad about. You're talking about his new haircut? I am That's frustrated with really. his haircut. I really like the platinum blonde, um, you know, Afro style, uh, whatever. And then it was dyed black cornrows. It hurt me a little bit. Nothing? Nobody? No, I liked his um, 
His crazy straw hair. His poofy hair, yeah. Um, I kept, <laughs> it was a couple times, I was like, who is that guy? Who's on the field? Who is that guy? <laughs> During the Austin match, somebody shouted, who let Dyron into the bleach again? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he, he he bleached his hair, but he didn't, Gretchen explained this to me. He had like a white top and he had orange side, orangish yellow sides. He didn't tone the rest of his, he didn't tone all of it. He just bleached He didn't keep top. it in long enough? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gotta no he didn't he had to the top i guess he didn't tone the he didn't strip the the sides um when he rebleached the top that's why he had that's why he had like a yellow and white stripe going on well it's a beautiful haircut so i was disappointed to see the cornrows so next question uh starting midfield is i think clearly diego chara and christian Paredes. Uh, I don't get Paredes, man. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that he got his got a goal, which I thought was his first, but it's his third. Um, I don't understand why Paredes is in there. I don't either, but I do think that's what Gia's going to pick again. Because the only other option is Fushive. Yeah, and it I'd, ra- I'd, I'd rather see Fushive in there. Arguably. Like, I can argue for and against Fushive. He hasn't had any of the, the starting gigs as of late, though, Fashive, so I definitely think it's Paredes. Hmm. All right, then. Let's move on to the attacking midfield. It's going to say, so we have Blanco, Mourinho, um, Chara, and Aspria. Who's getting the start? Because we only got room for three. Uh, I think he's going to roll out the same lineup. Aspria. Yeah, you know, he's not... Gio doesn't really um, veer from the plan, and so who's sitting? I think I think Mourinho is the odd man out. Yeah, definitely. But Mourinho started the last two matches. I know. So you think he doesn't get the start for the playoffs? No, because oh, go on. No, I was gonna say I think they rested other players on purpose, knowing that he could step in for the last couple matches. But I think it's exactly. Jimmy, Blanco, and Espria to start. There's a two-week break. Why do you rest people Yeah, I don't, I don't and think let them get cold? Yeah, I don't think they rested people when we were in desperate need of maintaining a result. Yeah, no, Randy, it's, not a, it's not a resting issue. That's so perfect. You said a resting issue, and I was like, that's racist, Greg. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was waiting for someone to say yes. resting, and you said, uh, resting, and yeah. it was funny. Okay. No one gets Fuck. your joke. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so you – I think it's going to be those three, but although if I'm, if I'm being – if I was picking the lineup, I would say that Mourinho has proven to be more effective when he plays the full game and yes. that Espria – would be an impact sub in the 70th minute to replace whoever is the most tired because he's the fastest person on that field and could just destroy a defense as needed coming on with fresh legs. So you're thinking we're going to save for the fresh legs? Save I still, fresh legs I, for the second half? Yeah, I still think Gio is going to pick uh, Chara, Blanco, and Espria. But if I was picking, I would pick Moreno, um Chara and Blanco and use Espria as like the super sub coming in in the 70th minute when we need it. Bring him in in the 60th minute. 
I think it's going to be Blanco, Mourinho, and Chada. And then if we Ola. are Chada. Chada. Are you? Yeah, Chada. It's, it's Diego Chara and Jimmy Chada. Uh, yep. Anyway, and if oh, we're gosh. down, if we're down in the 65th or 70th minute, pull off like Paredes and put Espria on. And now you have like five bodies forward just fighting for goals. It's like a four-one-five, brother. Exactly, and it's a one-game knockout. Maybe yeah, we'll start Blake. We and haven't played him a lot. <laughs> Blake is on Sir, loan. Blake's I'll, on loan. I'll ask dude. his mom. He'll call him back. That's. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put that past Gio. It'd be like, ha ha! You didn't expect this. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Bodley <laughs> starting forward. <laughs> <laughs> well, Randy, you don't even know the the numbers and positions on a field, so I'm not necessarily going to take your call either. No, I've, I'm arguing. <laughs> hey, did did you guys know happen to catch if um, you know that Chicago some for some bizarre reason told a bunch of their told like seven or eight of their guys that they weren't going to be renewing their contract, but they told I heard them that. They told him the week before the last game, and so allegedly those guys had decided not to play in the last game. Does anybody know if that actually happened? Did they not play? Do we know? No clue. I heard about it. I didn't do anything further with it. Same. All right, so let's bring it back to Portland versus Minnesota. So who's going to the game? I am. Did you buy me a ticket? That's the only way I'm going. Uh, I can I hook a brother up. I'm going. I didn't know that was going to work. <laughs> Randy? Uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Okay, and then... Uh, actually, I'm actually relieved uh, that if we make it through our... Uh, if we make it through this round, we're going to end up playing Colorado, so it'll be away because uh, I'll be doing Thanksgiving stuff with my extended family, and I wouldn't have been able to go to that match same team dude so i am pumped that if we win and the game is on thanksgiving i will be in uh niagara falls so i would have missed it ah. are you getting are you getting remarried or yeah i was actually going to push brianna over the edge of the falls in a barrel to see what happens try to get ah. some insurance money no, we're going to go see my dad's family. Uh, of all the people who left the UK and moved uh, to the New World, founded by our Lord and Savior, Christopher Columbus, um, uh, we are... Good guy. <laughs> just to see. I'm just seeing how far we can push Randy before he actually does just close the browser. Uh, uh, we are going to see my great uncle Eric, who is now in his mid nineties and that will be uh, fun. I haven't been to Niagara Falls in a long time, but we used to go like every summer as kids. And so that's going to be fun. There's a 90 year old guy named Eric. Yeah. True story. Cool. Mid nineties. Uh, and given that the mid nineties were so profound in, in hardcore and punk, maybe we should name a band Eric. Um, but so we're going to miss that match if it would have been a home game, and I'm I'm glad that it will not be. But so that fact's debatable. What that the mid nineties were profound in hardcore and punk. You shut your fucking face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're gonna have to do an off season hey, music man. episode. <laughs> My closing song is gonna be up, Greg, just because that's the only thing you know. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's a fucking lie. It's not the one yeah, thing is I late nineties and only Green Day. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, Dookie. That's yeah. profound, man. That's really profound. Dookie is the best album ever. Also, it is not the, the only thing I know. Wave of ska came out of the nineties. <laughs> it is not the only thing I know, but the nineteen ninety five Epitaph lineup is where my fucking heart lives. So it's it's good. There's some good stuff on there. Pedestrian. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, boomer. Yeah. <laughs> AARP. Um so Peace I'm gonna punk. <laughs> what <laughs> oh, God. against all relevant punk is what AARP stands for for Randy. Uh, <laughs> um, so scores for the Minnesota United match. I'm gonna say uh and Greg, I think you have a recording from pharmacy. And I don't know what I said there because I started to have a few beverages and get a little tipsy, but I'm going to go three to one. Let's, let's hear that recording. All right. We're sitting here with Maria Cruz and she has some opinions on how the Timbers are going to do against Minnesota in the first round of the playoffs. Maria, tell us your thoughts. We're going to fucking win. <laughs> That's actually what's going to happen. Your boyfriend's in Minnesota. I don't care. <laughs> We're going to fucking kick their ass so bad. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I don't care. Pardon me, sir. Do you have any rebuttal that you might like to add for the content? You certainly don't. <laughs> why, why you have to do that? <laughs> And he's informed us that they don't wave their scars during the national. We <laughs> wave ours on corner kicks. But <laughs> <laughs> you have to be So, will, will there be a big contingency of Minnesota United no, supporters? There might it. be seven. That would be my guess. I don't know. I don't know. Because they can't afford it. No. Plane tickets are expensive right now to get oh, no. to Minnesota. Yeah. Do we have any plans? Oh, no. Oh, no. Over here. I offered oh, my no, brother the couch, no. but uh, I think I might have to that can afford that is funny. Maria, give us one more really good. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Final scores. Uh, let's get it from Minnesota United fan. What is your score prediction? Uh, I think the team that outscores the other one will win the game. <laughs> oh. no time He's a smart one. Yeah, it has to happen. There must be a victim. Yeah. It is the playoffs. Yeah. Maria, do you have a score prediction? 3 0. Oh, I'm going to go with mine. I'm going to say 3 to 2. She, she didn't say which team had three goals. Yeah, 3 to 2 Timbers. <laughs> timbers? Yeah. Fuck you instead of Timbers. <laughs> Fuck off. 2 1. Timbers. Oh. I think 3 2 Timbers is pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what fucking but, for sake of doing something different, 3 1 Timbers. Yeah! She said 3 Yes! Oh, you said 3 1? She said 3 0. I like your score. Yep. Uh, Randy sucks. <laughs> and also, Randy sucks. Yeah. Randy, <laughs> Randy, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Randy is like an enigma. God sent him here to test me, and I, I stole that from Bad Boys, too. Uh, yeah, uh, and like, he's not fun at all. Like, it really, yeah. 
but I kind of love him at the same time. It's super weird. Randy, I love you, but please smile like four times in your life. I don't know what the whole deal is with Randy. Randy, you're okay by me. You're all right in my book. Yeah. <laughs> Butt stuff. Okay. I'm saying nil nil and it goes to PKs and we win. Ooh, drama. I love drama. What did I say? I said, um, I can't read it. Three to two. I think I said three to two. We're going to win three to one Portland. Why do you guys keep thinking we're going to get three goals? Because Sebastian Blanco has taken steroids. Yeah. No, he hasn't. He's tiny. Yeah, but he'd be even smaller if he hadn't taken steroids. <laughs> He's the Mark McGuire of MLS. It's like, thank God for global warming. Imagine how cold it would be without it. <laughs> You're welcome, Onan Libs. Uh, <laughs> all right, so... So we all think that we're going to beat Minnesota. Uh, Greg, your actual research was was good, and I think the the context that you provided was relevant, and it gave me a bit more confidence now heading into that match. And I cannot wait uh, to hear how poor uh, Steph Lawless uh, goes through that day emotionally. Hey, uh, we, so- we should we should talk about um, Austin. Oh, that was packed away section. Did you guys notice? Super that? pumped like, to see that. That was, was a crazy. Away, it was a packed away section. They looked rambunctious. I kind of poked around Timbers Reddit the next day, and from what I heard from people sitting nearby, was their drum section had zero rhythm. It was more noise than. Uh, like, well, isn't Austin like right. the Portland of um, Texas? Austin yes. is the Portland of Austin, um, as in it, as in it's the one blue dot in an otherwise red state. Yeah. So, I, a couple like they they never stopped cheering. They I don't you know I'm not going to critique their rhythm or not because you could go to a Thorns game and critique everyone singing chanting off key. Ouch. Oh. Uh, yeah. I Too did, soon. but they um. They they didn't give up. They were loud the whole time, and uh, they were very active. And props to those guys. Yeah, I, a few things to say about their away support. One, they were active the whole time, very loud, very boisterous. Two, I didn't have any beef with their percussion. It was pretty good. And then honestly, where we sit in Key Bank, it's pretty interesting because the um, the army gets drowned out by the away supporters if they're organized because of the way the acoustics work and the stadium. Uh, so they sound almost louder than the Timbers army, especially without capos. But yeah, I've noticed that too. It's that the it's army that. was very quiet on. Uh, it's still like, it's still, it's the attendance for the game on Sunday was way, way, way better than the the last few games I've been to in terms of the army. So People are getting ready for the playoffs, but uh, the Austin, I, I really respected the two things they did. So they people started to see the tradition of like throwing up the scarf during the Star Spangled Banner, and after the first few uh, like you know um, movements, they got into it and they were doing it too, which was awesome. Oh. 
I think a lot of away supporters don't do that because they don't want to be like part of the vibe because they're there to like, you know, cause ruckus, but it was cool. And two, when the the protest goes off where we let off the black and red smoke in support of the Thorns and uh, women's players, they also had they stopped cheering and they had a banner that said protect the players for the exact same time. Oh, so there was some so, coordination with the with yeah. their supporters group. That's excellent. That's so that's it's good like to, to see. Yeah, I, I like the away support where it feels like we're supporters of the the game and then the team second, and that like LAFC would not have done that because they're fucking pieces of shit. Last year during the Iron Front stuff, both Seattle and Chicago flew Iron Fronts when we did our protests. Yeah, I mean, that was the whole, like, they didn't make any noise and we didn't make any noise for the first 33 minutes of the game. And that was the time that Merritt Paulson freaked out and blamed the Timbers Army for losing the match. Yeah. He had a meltdown, took a fucking giant dump, like, right in the hallway. Just because he has a small penis. <laughs> um, yeah, so props to Austin Prove us away. wrong, Merritt. Prove us wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we about need a small penis. You want to take a small from penis. Merritt? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Gavin's probably got one. Yeah. If you're a man, you'll show us. Uh, Gavin's probably sending him to Merritt. Yeah. He's so, such a fucking asshole. Yeah. So I think that is close to the end of the actual agenda because we did do predictions and I don't know who put the Fernando Adi thing there, but I'm, I'm intrigued. Greg, we talked about it while um, you were in the bathroom. I think I cut out again, Jonathan and Fernando Adi is on Minnesota's roster. What? (laughs) When did that yeah. happen? But not not the same one that played. No, it's Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> totally different guy. Fernando Audi. Fernando Audi. <laughs> Brought to you, Brought by, you by Fernando Audi. Continental Tires. Uh, well, good for him. I guess. Yeah, I don't have any ill will when against Audi. Remember, he left us. He can go fuck himself. It happened at the he beginning. Did not, oh, it was in the off season before the season started. Uh, the crew let him go, and Minnesota picked him up. No I shit, that. I had uh, no idea. Did he play? I don't recall a single minute of him playing. Not this sport. Speaking of the crew, how about um, Caleb Porter Ooh. missing the playoffs again the year after his team wins the cup? That's That's got to be some kind of awkward record. Or that's just how he does stuff. Yeah. It's strategic. He is now going to quit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Strategy- Not next year. Yeah, one more year he'll quit. Emma, he'll... Oh, did he quit the year after we missed... No, he quit the um, year after we got knocked out by uh, by Houston. RSL. It was, oh, it was RSL. RSL. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's move on because he's clearly not going to play for Minnesota, and if he does, uh, I'd be very surprised in in a playoff game. If but, he does, he scores because everyone scores against their old club. Oh, that's probably true. During during sunshine, 
Do you, yeah, do, oh. you see, do you see Adrian Heath being like, okay, Geo, fine. You're going to start Blake Bodley as a forward. I'm going to put in Adi. <laughs> <laughs> I have an ad for uh, Midway Heating Company. In, Randy's uh, got an ad. What's the ad, Randy? This episode is brought to you by Midway Heating Company on Sherman Street in Portland, Oregon. My furnace uh, crapped out last week and uh, I've managed to get a hold of them on the day it crapped out on like Sunday night in the middle of the night. And we woke up in the, in the house and it was, f- we were freezing our asses off and uh, managed to get those guys to come out the same day um, required a part that wasn't on the truck. They had to go out to Clackamas to get it. They, they rearranged some guys on other trucks uh, to come out and bring the part to the guy that was here so I didn't have to go another day without heat. Um, super friendly guys, midway heating and cooling in uh, Portland, Oregon. I recommend them. Just like his car, he totaled his heater. <laughs> Seriously, in this past year. <laughs> and by heater, he means penis. Yeah. <laughs> this last year, we've had a, a car totaled. We've had, we had a refrigerator crap out. Uh, had to replace a dishwasher. Um, had to f- I had to fix my dishwa- my clothes washer, but I managed to fix that myself thanks to the miracle of um, YouTube. But we're re- literally running out of major appliances at our household to- that have broken in the last year. Yep. Next up is your marriage. <sighs> oh my. <laughs> Not listening. <laughs> oh my god! Sad yeah. puppy. <laughs> Is that an appliance? <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think Brianna mentally divorced me eight years ago, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, should we should we adjourn for now and make sure they upload and then and then reconvene at nine thirty. Yeah. Email us at portlandvanity at gmail.com. Voicemail 503-583-4235. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search Vanity something. You'll find it. And the closing song is, because we're true believers. Greg, by Bouncing Souls. By Bouncing Souls. Shut up, Josh. (laughs) You suck. (laughs) And stop. I bet some people don't know.
I mean, it'd be more funny to. I mean, Jonathan have you on the team? Yeah. He can't even. They don't make a jersey his size. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Jonathan the other day. He's fit. He's way fit more fit than I am. <sighs> I'm trying to that's, look. No way that's true. Sexy. Looking pretty sexy in that black Arcteryx button-down shirt. Ooh, girlfriend, it's slimming. Yeah, he always has to wear moisture-wicking materials. Right? <laughs> <laughs> From all the pizza sweats he has all the yeah. time. Yeah. Does anyone yeah. else think that um, Moreno looks like the, what's it called? The um, the guy that stole the ship from Captain Phillips? <laughs> I'm the captain? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the look captain at me. now. Yeah, look, look at, at me. me. No, that guy. <laughs> no, he So it's doesn't. just me? Yeah, it's just Oh, me. he doesn't? Uh, Josh, I'm in love with you. <laughs> well, that's a little... Um... Okay. But what about the you being an alcoholic part? Yeah, I mean, that's... I, I mean, Josh, what's your definition of alcoholic? You. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> This Spria, Chara. <laughs> this is the greatest response ever. I thought you were going to say Espria three times. Espria. Well, we also didn't make one for Logan Ketterer, so. <laughs> wow, I forgot all about Logan Ketterer. <laughs> Holy shit, what a pile of diarrhea. That guy sucks. <laughs> Who even... Oh, that. I'm like, who's Logan Kettler? He Was he the keeper that we can? Yeah, he was uh, the Nazi. Yeah, right. He was the Nazi keeper. He was a Nazi <laughs> life, even the score. So, no, you have a it, new room in your house? No, when Greg was gone, it stopped. And then and when he came, I no, noticed it and he's back. I have I have a fan in here because. Ah, that's what it is. The closet I turn into a vocal booth gets very hot, but I just pointed the fan down a little bit. So maybe yeah. it'll be a little better. Uh, you guys are probably, the closet, Greg. Jesus, Greg, it's usually your job to sit there and go, whose house is making noise? Who's doing that? <laughs> and <laughs> if the Timbers by chance have anything to win, he will get uh, a ring for it. But uh, yeah, but his contract ends at the end of this year. He wouldn't get a ring. He didn't play any matches. He did. He did play matches. Did he? Yeah. Did you, I just said that. Oh, yeah. He played in the CCL. <laughs> And he played, he played in MLS. other matches too. Yeah, did he? In Beginning soccer, of the season. Get... In soccer, are championship rings toe rings? Yes, <laughs> they could be. They're, That'd be sexy. They're <laughs> toe rings, and it's brought to you by a hippie chick who wants to give you herbal teas and a back rub. Uh, nice. Uh, Great. I'd rather take pot and a blowjob, but okay. <laughs> Randy's gonna quit today. No. Is it? Yep. Yeah, bitches and barrels. Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, but yeah, Steph's like gonna it. Steph's gonna fucking die. Yeah, I am. I am. That, that's a. Uh, I was also excited about uh, Maria Cruz's boyfriend, who I finally met for the first time after only seeing. Are you, co- are you coming out? Am, am are you I coming, coming out right now? You're excited about Maria's boyfriend. 
I, I am coming out. Uh, and actually, well, we Randy, you, you didn't notice this. So when I came to your house for the MLS's back tournament or COVID Cup, I actually put cameras in your bathroom and it's set to record as soon as you go in because I injected you with an RFID chip. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what is this in regards to? Uh, your, me coming your, out. Oh, okay. you have turned. You've turned me. I, I'm on it. I'm in. <sighs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Greg, really definitely keep this in the episode. This is <laughs> going to be the hardest wait, editing you've ever done. Is is that what an NFT is? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Um, Maria Cruz's uh, boyfriend. You're excited about him because why? Because he's a Minnesota United supporter, and he is going to sit in the away supporter section. And I oh, said, how him. many? I said, how many people are going to be there? And he's like, three. <laughs> <laughs>